This video is brought to you by Devout Decals, makers of reusable Catholic art for your home altar, your bedroom, and your home classroom. Today I have for you a reflection, if you want to call it that, from St. John Bosco. Here he recounts one of his famous visions, and his intended audience are the young boys at his orphan's home. But his lesson here is good for all of us to heed. So remember, the company we keep the language we use in our daily lives is actually important. Hope you find this helpful. A Fiendish Elephant A Vision of St. John Bosco Here St. John Bosco publicly recounts a vision he had. He told the, his students about this, and it has since been written down. So now I have it for you. Tonight I should give you the strena. Every year around Christmas, I regularly beg God to suggest a strena that might benefit you all. In view of your increased number, I doubled my prayers this year. The last day of the year, Wednesday, came and went. And so did Thursday and Friday, but nothing came to me. On Friday night, January 2nd, I went to bed exhausted, but could not fall asleep. The next morning, I arose from bed, worn out and almost half dead, but I did not feel upset over it. Rather, I was elated, knowing from past experience that a very bad night is usually a forewarning that our Lord is about to reveal something to me. That day I went on with my work at Borgo Cornelais. The next day, by early evening, I arrived back here. After hearing confessions, I went to bed. Tired from my work at Borgo and from not sleeping the night before, I soon dozed off. Now began the dream which will give you your strena. The Enormous Elephant My dear boys, I dreamed that it was a feast day afternoon, and that you were all busy playing while I was in my room with Professor Thomas Vieira, a one-time contemporary lexicographer, prominent literary man, and he was a dear friend of Don Bosco. We were discussing literature and religion. Suddenly, there was a knock at my door. I rose quickly and opened it. My mother, dead now for six years, was standing there. Breathlessly, she gasped, Come and see, come and see. What happened? I asked. Come, come, she replied. I dashed to the balcony. Down in the playground, surrounded by a crowd of boys, stood an enormous elephant. How did this happen? I exclaimed. Let's go down, Professor Vairi said, and I looked. he and I looked at each other in surprise and alarm, and then we raced downstairs. As was only natural, many of you had run to the elephant. It seemed meek and tame. Playfully it lumbered about, nuzzling the boys with its trunk and cleverly obeying their orders, as though it had been born and raised at the oratory. Very many of you kept following it about and petting it, but not all. In fact, most of you were scared and fled from it to safety. Finally, you hid in the church. I, too, tried to get in through the side door, which opens into the playground, but as I passed Our Lady's statue beside the drinking fountain and touched the hem of her mantle for protection, she raised her right arm. Vairi did likewise on the other side of the statue, and the Virgin raised her left arm. I was amazed, not knowing what to think of such an extraordinary thing. When the bell rang for church service, you all trooped in. I followed and saw the elephant standing at the rear by the main entrance. After vespers in the sermon, I went to the altar, assisted by Father Alessanati and Father Savio to give benediction. At the solemn moment when you all deeply bowed to adore the blessed sacrament, the elephant, still standing at the end of the middle aisle, knelt down too, but with its back to the altar. Once services were over, I tried to dash out to the playground and see what would happen, but I was detained by someone. A while later, I went through the other side, which opens into the porticos, and saw you at your usual games. The elephant, too, had come out of the church and had idled over to the second playground, where the new wing is under construction. 
Mark this well because this is precisely the place where the grisly scene I'm going to describe occurred. At that moment, at the far end of the playground, I saw a banner followed processionally by boys. It bore in huge letters the inscription, Sancta Maria, Succore Miseredis, Holy Mary, help your forlorn children. To everybody's surprise, that monstrous beast, once so tame, suddenly ran amok. Trumpeting furiously, it lunged forward, seized the nearest boys with its trunk, hurled them into the air, or flung them to the ground, and then trampled them underfoot. Though horribly mauled, the victim was still alive. Everybody ran for dear life. Screams and shouts and pleas for help rose from the wounded. Worse, would you believe it, some boys who were spared by the elephant, rather than aid their wounded companions, joined the monstrous brute to find new victims. As all this was happening, I was standing by the second arch of the portico, near the drinking fountain, the little statue that you see there, the statue of the Blessed Virgin, became alive and grew to life-size. Then, as Our Lady raised her arms, her mantle spread open to display magnificently embroidered inscriptions. Unbelievably, it stretched far and wide to shelter all those who gathered beneath it. The best boys were the first to run to it for safety. Seeing that many were in no hurry to run to her, Our Lady called aloud, Venite ad me omnes, come all to me. Her call was heeded, and as the crowd of boys under the mantle increased, so did the mantle spread wider. However, a few youngsters kept running about and were wounded before they could reach safety. Flushed and breathless, the Blessed Virgin continued to plead, but fewer and fewer boys were the they who ran to her. The elephant, meanwhile, continued its slaughter, aided by several lads who dashed about, wielding one sword or two and preventing their companions from running to marry. The elephant never even touched these helpers. Meanwhile, prompted by the Blessed Virgin, some boys left the safety of her mantle in quick sorties to rescue some victims. No sooner did the wounded get beneath Our Lady's mantle than they were instantly cured. Again and again, several of these brave boys, armed with cudgels, went out and, risking their lives, shielded the victims from the elephant and its accomplices until nearly all were rescued. The playground was now deserted except for a few youngsters lying about almost dead. At one end, by the portico, a, a crowd of young boys stood safe under the Virgin's mantle. In the other stood the elephant with some ten or twelve lads who had helped it wreak such havoc, and who were still insolently brandishing swords. Suddenly rearing up on its hind legs, the elephant changed into a horrible, long-horned specter, and cast a black net over its wretched accomplices. Then, as the beasts roared, a thick cloud of smoke enveloped them, and the earth suddenly gaped between them and swallowed them up. I looked for my mother and Professor Valeri to speak to them, but I could not spot them anywhere. Then I turned to look at the inscriptions on Mary's mantle and noticed that several were actual quotations or adaptations of scriptural text. I read a few of them. They that explain me shall have life everlasting. See Ecclesiasticus chapter 24 verse 31. He who finds me finds life. See Proverbs chapter 8 verse 35. Whoever is a little one, let him come to me. See Proverbs chapter 9 verse 4. Refuge of sinners. Salvation of believers. Full of piety, meekness, and mercy and blessed are they that keep my ways. See Proverbs chapter 8, verse 32. All was quiet now. After a brief silence, the virgin, seemingly exhausted by so much pleading, soothingly comforted and hearted the boys, and quoting the inscription I had inscribed at the base of the niche, she went on, You heeded my call and were spared the slaughter wrought by the devil on your companions. Do you want to know what caused their ruin? Foul talk and foul deeds. You also saw your companions wielding swords. They are those who seek your eternal damnation by enticing you from me, just as they did with some schoolmates of yours. But those for whom God keeps waiting, he punishes more severely. The infernal demon enmeshed and dragged them to internal perdition. Now, go in peace, but remember my words. Flee from companions who befriend Satan. 
avoid foul conversation, have boundless trust in me. My mantle will always be your safe refuge. Our Lady then vanished, only her beloved statuette remained. My deceased mother reappeared. Again the banner with the inscription Sancta Maria Succure in Miseredis was unfurled. Marching processionally behind the boys, sang Arate Maria, O Lingue Fideli, Praise Mary, O ye faithful tongues. Shortly afterwards, the singing waned, and the whole scene faded away. I awoke in a sweat. Such was my dream. My sons, now it is up to you to examine and to draw your own strena. Examine your conscience. You will know if you are safe under Mary's mantle, or if the elephant flung you into the air, or if you are wielding a sword. I can only repeat what the Virgin said. Venitite ad mea omnes. Come all to me. Turn to her. Call on her in any danger. I can assure you that your prayers will be heard. Those who are so badly mauled by the elephant are to learn to avoid foul talk and bad companions. Those who strive to entice their companions from Mary must either change their ways or leave the house immediately. If anyone wants to know the role he played, let him come to my room and I will tell him. But I repeat, Satan's accomplices must either mend their ways or go. Good night. That was the chilling and stern warning from St. John Bosco to the orphans under his care at his famous home for boys. Something interesting to think about. I mean, clearly he was not talking to adults, but at the same time, his words are things that we should all heed ourselves. How many of us keep bad friends? How many of us do not avoid foul language? And I don't mean foul language like occasionally using some PG-rated language, but I mean really foul language, blaspheming holy things and that sort of thing. Something to consider, perhaps in our next examination of conscience. It's never too late to turn to Our Lady's mantle. That is John Bosco's famous admonition here. It's never too late. Anyway, I hope you found this useful. Have a blessed Sunday.